is February the 25th, 2022. I am Ryan Peter. This is the Bushels and Barrels program. As usual, joined right beside me, my partner in freedom. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Good. What a week we've had. Busy. Very busy. Oh. Oil yesterday got to, it came back from, but got to $100 per barrel. Oh, man. Are uh, you going to talk about Russia today? All about Russia? No, I oh, am not the God. wall-to-wall media. If you want to know everything goodness. about Ukraine, you can turn on the TV, but this is not the place <laughs> to get that information. I will, however, share my opinion in a minute. Oh, geez. Nobody wants to know anything else about Russia. Okay. Because it's just a bunch of fear porn, in my opinion. Are we going to start right now no. with that? No, okay, all right, sorry. <laughs> no, um, we do have a few shout-outs, though. So this past weekend, we went to Louisville, we uh, or Louisville. Our, Louisville. However you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, we met some great people. Uh, a lot of people, if we had one person come up to us and talk to us about the podcast, we had about 30 people, so we appreciate that. Thank you. Um, thank you for listening. Also, Nate from Iowa sent me an article. And it was about women's sports, so that's so that was a great read. Uh, Todd and Wendy from Edwards County, Illinois, and Mr. and Mrs. Cornfed. Yes, 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 they, good people. Yeah, they said hello. John from South, uh, South Central Kentucky and Philip, a fed up trucker, sent in an email. So sweet. Just a quick update about that. I got one more. Okay. My former college roommate. Mr. Jeremy Wood in Panama City, Florida. He's uh, in the Air Force at Tyndall down there. Hello, Jeremy, and thank you for all the texts and emails you've sent us. Yes, thanks, Jeremy. We have an update on our Starlink. We did. We got our Starlink. (laughs) As tough as that was on Saturday, getting home from Louisville in the way that uh, you can imagine that we might have felt, or at least I. I felt fine. At least I. No, so Starlink is, it. we turned it on. I had had an idea of where I was going to put it. well, right now, it is currently sitting out in an open field <laughs> because we don't have a way to mount it to the house. So it's sitting in an open field. We have great service out there, great signal. Uh, the Peloton gets it down in the basement. It gets the signal. So it's working fantastic. And we, I kind of feel... A little, I feel a little worldly because we've never had internet. We have never had internet like this. No, I mean honestly, we haven't. Yeah, so it's it's a different, it's a change of pace. No, we've had internet. We've just always had to use our hotspots on our phone. Yeah, which whenever yeah. you have limited data, of course you don't. But I, I, it's just a pain in the butt because if yeah. Jessica would ever go somewhere and I wanted to watch Netflix or stream something on TV, I yeah. couldn't because about halfway through the first show, my phone starts dinging and says right. you're about out of data for the month. Yeah. And it's yeah. like the first of the month. <laughs> right. So, so that's it. No, it's working okay. I've ordered a mount. It should be here sometime next month. And we will figure out where we're going to put it. I think we're going to drop DirecTV. I, we got Absolutely. Sling, right? Yes. That app. 35 bucks a month. 35 bucks a month. It's got Fox News on it, which I watch a lot of Fox News Boo. just because I love Tucker Carlson. Sorry. I, I am who I am. I know. But anyway, oh, so uh, Stecklers, who own the ground directly <laughs> west of the house, uh, and I know that your truckers listen to this podcast. Uh, you see the white thing out there just uh, to the west of my house. That, that just little, sitting there. It's just sitting there about knee high. Don't run over it. That's yeah. that's our internet. And hopefully they won't be in the field in the next few weeks. So. No, farm around it. <laughs> yeah, so it's just this weird looking Antenna. So to let you guys thing. know, this little receiver antenna thing, it comes with about 50 or 60 foot of, of wire. 75. 75 foot. Mm-hmm. Okay. So gives you plenty of options for like where you want to put it if you did get it at your house. You know, eventually we're going to mount it at the crown of our house. It seems like it is kind of susceptible to obstructions. 
Yes. Would you agree That's with that? That's the only thing, yes. Because you have to have a view of the open sky without obstructions. And I mean, I'm talking about a tree, uh, the house itself. Like, you can't set it on the ground unless there's zero, li- literally out in the middle of a yeah. field, like right right now. But if it's up higher and you mount it to their house or to like a... Just a, something where there's something. no obstructions. Yeah, Just absolutely. looking at the sky. Right. You have to have a clear view of the sky. So right. we we are down to a nine, like every nine minutes it checks again and we may have a little bit of an outage. It's, it's working great for us. Yeah. So, that's so Better far. than anything we've ever had. Yes, so far. So moving on, what is on your agenda today? Mine? Yeah. For news? Yeah. Well, I mean, some quick hits here is JB's appeal, JB Pritzker's appeal lost here in a, Illinois. So kids officially are mask optional in every school in Illinois. And Mayor Lightfoot is actually lifting the mask mandates for Chicago. You know, I don't understand that. I don't either. I don't don't understand how she has the authority to tell students as mayor, Mm -hmm. not as a school board member, not as a superintendent or anything. I don't understand how she as mayor has the authority to tell students they have to wear a mask in the school. That would be like Mount Carmel's mayor looking at District 348 my district and mm-hmm. saying your kids must wear a mask. I mean, you don't have that authority. Well, she thinks she, well, she's God in Chicago. So whatever. Right. I, I don't, yeah. I don't have any idea. Regardless. But COVID's gone as of February 28th. <laughs> yeah. It officially ends February 28th in Illinois. You know, we watched an Illinois basketball game last night, Illinois losing a heartbreaker to Ohio state mm-hmm. and the guys in, they were in Champaign and there's a bunch of these people still had masks on. I had to ask mm-hmm. Jessica like, what the hell is this about? I thought masks were over with. And she goes, February 28th. That's when it stops. February 28th. What is when a it freaking stops. joke. So, you know, what's funny, though, that I've noticed this past week is is that nobody is talking about COVID, Omicron, Omnicron, the whatever. Well, hell no. Or the... Or it's Ukraine not, now. Well, that was like later on in the week. But I'm talking about the last two weeks, nobody's really talking about it. No. Nobody's really talking about it. No, I haven't heard hardly anything about it. Yeah. Maybe early in the week I did before this Ukraine crap blew up. Last night it was tough just to watch TV because that's all they want to talk about is Ukraine. Except OAN. OAN OAN didn't. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm going to have to figure out how I'm going to be able to stream OAN without the DirecTV. Right. Because that's the only thing that I watch. But DirecTV is dropping OAN supposedly. So I don't believe anything that is on the news. Did you... Since we're a little bit talking about the COVID thing, did you see any headlines this week about the CDC didn't publish all the COVID data and what that was about? Yes. Tell me more about that because I didn't do a whole lot of research into that. I'm I'm not I'm not well versed in that article actually or or the release of that, but I do know that they have withheld information regarding cases, regarding vaccines, whatever. You know what else they did? <laughs> Quietly, they changed. Um, they say now, instead of having 50 words as a 24-month-old, now it'll take a child until they're 30 months to reach a 50-word vocabulary with no explanation. They changed this. Oh, there's an easy explanation for that. Absolutely, there's an easy explanation, but they quietly changed it behind the scenes. So now your two-year-old shouldn't be speaking that much. Yeah, he should be two and a half. Yeah. He or she. Right. So what's what's the reason for that, Jessica? The masks. Oh, really? Yeah. They don't babies. hinder learning. They absolutely. No, they don't. That's not what we've been told. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so you're telling the me mask. that people do learn how to talk <laughs> by watching other work. people talk. <laughs> right. Exactly. Reading lips. Right. Reading facial expressions. It's extremely important. Exactly. I can't believe that people still have masks on their face. But You know, who cares? Who cares? They're not telling me to do it. I'm fine with it. 
you just walk around with a mask on all day long. I, I still yeah. see people, you know, I'm trucking grain almost every day. Mm. Every single trip, I still see somebody in a car by themselves with a mask on. I know. I, we're getting there, but it's going to take some time. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've got an update for you on um, the election stuff that I every now and then talk about. Sure, let's hear it. So Sydney Powell has, a, has an organization called Defending the Republic. You can find information that what is going on with her at defendingtherepublic.org. All right. So she is being sued for for $4 billion, okay, by Smartmatic and Dominion. If you don't know what that is, they're the election machine owners, organizations that own oh, yeah. the election machines. Everybody knows what the Dominion yeah. machines are. So what, they've sued Sidney Powell saying that they've defamed, she's defamed them and blah, blah, blah. So, which has opened up a discovery process for her. And that's what they're in right now. So she says, we're going to find out more information about Coomer and Dominion in the effects on the election because of the discovery process, which is amazing. It's awesome. They are also defending the some of the January 6th prisoners, so I wanted to let you know that. Those people need mm. some defense. Yeah, so if you want to give... I cannot imagine being stuck in a jail mm. for over a year. No court date, no bail has been set. Yeah. Some of these people in solitary confinement... This. This is not America. No, it's not. But uh, the, you can find more information and stuff on defendingtherepublic.org. That's where I she gives like two or three minute videos of an overview of what's going on with them. And um, that's how I find that out. Speaking of elections and voting, mm-hmm. did you hear about this uh, bill that's been introduced in Washington, D.C.? Now, this is not a state. It's not a federal deal. It's just Washington, D.C. There's a council member. She is a Democrat named Brooke Pinto. No. You know what she's promoting? No. Cell phone voting. Oh. A week ago today, she she, uh, offered, introduced a bill to allow people in Washington, D.C. to vote by their cell phone. So much for going to your your ballot box, your precinct, uh, you know, your normal voting place. Uh Now she just thinks she should be able to vote by cell phone. What do you think about that idea? I think that's terrible. I think it's a horrible idea as well. You know what? And with the southern border, the way that it is right now, and all these people like coming over and being placed in these cities or states, whatever, wherever they're going, they've got cell phones. Sure. They've got cell phones. But, uh, yeah. Well, what about the people that don't have cell phones? I don't know anybody who's well, uh, I don't above know the, the age of 16 who doesn't have a cell phone. I don't know if the Obama program for Obama phones is over with now. <laughs> what about those is. people that might not have a cell phone? They all have cell now phones. Now they're being disenfranchised and they're oh, not allowed to geez. vote. No, they're not. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. What? Well, I mean, you bank on your phone. You pay parking tickets on your phone. Mm-hmm. You make reservations for your for a restaurant on the phone. Why yeah. not just vote on the phone? No. How no. come? We've got to protect our vote. Yeah, well, Our vote's the only thing that we have. Well, I mean, we can send text messages that are encrypted that nobody can get into. I don't believe that. Except the CIA. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> that's I think that's why Apple Apple has this thing where they, they don't have like a thing where you can get in. If somebody has a passcode, you can't get in unless you have that passcode. And they're not right. gonna, they're not about to break that. And I agree with that 100% because that is privacy. Sure, sure. We, we should have privacy. Now, here's the reason I think it's just a horrible idea, okay? Like, when it it comes to banking on a cell phone, you know, Mm -hmm. if fraud occurs, you might not catch it that day. 
you might not catch it that month. You, it might take LifeLock or you three week or three months to catch it. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. at that point it can be reversed. If fraud happens while you're voting, and you don't catch it until three months later, Biden's already sitting in office, and you're not going to reverse it. Mm. To me, it just, it makes it so that if there is fraud, it can be easily perpetrated and not undone. You know, the thing about voting is it's like, it's, it's both anonymous, but it's also verifiable. Right. You know, we verify. It used to be. Yeah. It used to be. It needs to be more verifiable, you know? Yeah. Because I don't know how many times Abraham Lincoln voted in 2020, but it was a bunch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It needs to be verifiable by when yeah. you go to your polling spot, you uh, pull out your ID and say, yes, I am Ryan Peter. Uh-huh. I do live in this precinct and I have not voted yet today. Did you know, I don't know if you know this or not. Did you know in Arizona, they just, they just reported the audit. They've audited the mail-in votes. Okay. Okay. Over 200,000 mail-in votes are unverifiable. The signatures do not match. Well, sure. Look <laughs> at how many of these mail-in votes went to the same address. Like one address would get yeah. 12, 12 ballots. Yeah. And there's yeah. only one person. And in some cases, nobody lived in those homes. Mm-hmm. But all those ballots showed back up and got counted. Right. How does that work? Yeah. You know, in Arizona, it was only, they, it was only one, quote, one by Biden by 10,000 votes. So. Well, I... That's extreme, though. And people it say, is. oh, there's no evidence of it. Well, there's your evidence. Go look at it. Well, and you know, this <laughs> is the thing. It, it just shows that you don't have to rip off every state, every precinct when it comes to votes. You just got to rip off the right ones. The right ones. And that's exactly what they did. Exactly. In, in my opinion, I listened to the hearings with the legislators and... Um, there's a lot of evidence, a sure. lot of evidence. Sure. But the mainstream media says there's not any evidence at all. So, so once again, yeah. the vote, the, the fraud is being found now when it is way too late. No, it's not way too late. It's, it's not way too late. Sure. They're going to okay. unseat Biden. Uh, this has never happened in our history. That no, we it know hasn't. Of. But I can assure you they're not going to Let unseat Biden. Let me tell Biden. you what is what is significant about September 2022. That is when they can destroy the ballots. Like they, throw them away, yeah, throw the old throw ones away, them away, burn them. Yes. They're done with them because they're in the yeah. past. I think it's a 24 month hold or 22 months or something like that. It would okay. be 22 months that they have to hang on to the ballots. And September 22 is the deadline. So you're saying that if something is going to happen, we have until September to do it. Yes. If you are not getting involved and not paying attention, then uh, you're almost out of time. <laughs> One last so. thing that I wanted to note about the cell phone voting thing. Oh, yes. They tried this in Switzerland. Okay. And Switzerland instantly dropped it because hackers were always fighting their way in. Hackers? Yeah. Mm, That's not a thing. Once again, (laughs) if Hillary Clinton can hack into the sitting president's server, Mm -hmm. Donald Trump, you're telling me that some of these hackers can't get into my phone and switch my vote from a Mickey Mouse to Minnie Mouse? (sighs) Come on now. I feel like D.C. is so far-fetched. Like the whole the whole notion of DC and the people there, it, it, they are so far removed from reality. It's unreal. It's unreal. Well, you got to remember the people in DC. I mean, these Congress people and senators are walking around making huge amounts of money, both legally and illegally. Mm-hmm. Everything's good in their their life. They're going out to fancy dinners every single night, rubbing a- shoulders with the. Rubbing shoulders with the Fortune 500 CEOs and executives. Everything is great in America from their perspective. Mm. They're not the ones out here pulling up to a gas pump and getting charged 
three seventy five, four dollars, five dollars in California. Mm-hmm. Do Do you remember seeing? You mentioned this about pulling up to a gas station. Do you remember seeing that video of Kamala Harris plugging in that car? Oh my god! What a stupid <laughs> bitch. She hangs on to that Ryan. She hangs on to the like the the charger. Yeah, like it's still a gas pump, and she's like got to hold it on it. by hand. Yeah, it was a joke. Like, when's and the then she had that damn cackle. I'm not even going to try to do that. <laughs> You'd probably do a really good impression of it, but no, I, that just is—it's such a joke. These people are so far fetched. So that brings me to like I—I I listened to a speech this past week, and this guy—he has—I haven't done an, an entire day of research on it, but I bet I could. He has a website called Open the Books. And I think it's, it is every single county government official in the United States, they've done all these audits and they, um, it's just transparency of how much money your government is spending drilled down to your county level. So I am very interested to see how, how deep and how much it goes. He said that they're making, they're, they're rocking the boat, like they are making waves. So well, when you find out some awesome. information, let's share it. Yeah, open the books though. If you want to, if you want to dig in your own, it's open the books. Well, <laughs> you know what? Here's a farmer, and me and you got into this on a live one night on a TikTok live. Some troll out there saying, "I know who you are, Ryan. Yeah. I know how much money you've gotten from the government for farming, okay. Ryan." Yeah. He's saying that like that's going to be, oh, please don't share that figure. Anybody, you guys can all go look up how much I've got from the government. Yeah. Just like you can any other farmer in the United States has taken a subsidy. So speaking of this FDA, so there's a, is it FDA? The, the, not the FDA. I'm sorry. I, I misspoke. The um, USDA. The USDA gives out subsidies and farmers are looked bad upon. Sure. Right? Because sure. of this. Because it's like, man, it's free money. It's government that's why our, money. That's why the bills of our hat are so curved to fit in the mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> that's the old joke is it yeah i've never heard it yeah we're always looking at the mailbox <laughs> how what are your feelings on government subsidies for get farmers? the hell out of my way what does that mean get out just there should be none there should be none none okay be, and here's why number one where does that money come from taxpayers taxpayers yeah so um miss or mr joe blow that works at toyota Okay, I'm just using Toyota because there's a plant here that's real close. At the end of every week, they get taxes taken out of their paycheck. Uh Why am I entitled to any of that money? You as a farmer. Me as a farmer. Right. Just because I have the title of a farmer. Mm Mm-hmm. The title of an oil producer doesn't get any of that money. The title of a restaurant owner doesn't get any of that money. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, hell, the title of Bramlett Simmentals. Mm-hmm. They don't get any of that money. Right. You know, the the Mm. cattle producers. I. Why do I get some? Yeah. Why is that? Because of food? I mean, oh, the, the argument's supply? always been is to keep cheap food. But every that time. It doesn't make any it sense. It does though. not. It does not make sense. Because we, as it, like when I get a paycheck, like there's taxes taken out. So that money, some of that, there's a percentage that goes to farmers. Yeah. Hmm. Obviously, the money comes from somewhere. Okay. So that that's number one. And number two is the bigger the farmer you are. The more money you get, the more money that big farmer gets, the easier it is for him to bid up on cash rent for new farm ground that might come up for rent. So he's banking on getting this money from the government and paying for that farm ground with the taxpayer money. Either paying for the farm ground when he buys it. Yeah. Or, you know, 
if uh, Jessica Peter mm-hmm. has a 40-acre field that comes up for rent and the 1,000-acre farmer is bidding against the 10,000-acre farmer to rent your ground, mm-hmm. well, who can afford to pay more for rent? That 10,000-acre farmer. So he's putting the little guy out of business. Yeah. The government is facilitating putting small farms out of business. Hmm. I-, I firmly believe that. Mm-hmm. So you're against the farmer subsidies. I am totally against it. Let the best man win. Yeah. Let the guy that raises the best corn. I'm tired of hearing about all these farmers that can grow 300 bushel corn. (laughs) I'm serious. And you hear it every year. You know, I've always made a joke. And here, getting off on the farmer's tangent. (laughs) I've always made a joke. People's like, well, what do you think this crop's going to be like this year? You know, they'll ask me this in mid-August. You know, when when the crops come along pretty good, corn's tasseled, it's filling the ears and everything like that. What do you think his corn crop's going to do this year? You know what I always say? What? The guys that raise 300 bushel corn are once again going to raise 300 bushel corn. (laughs) And the guys that tell the truth are probably going to tell the truth. (laughs) Yeah. Do you as a farmer ever tell like your specific amount? Do you go out and say, oh my gosh, I raised 500 bushel corn this year? (laughs) Uh, No, 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 I don't. I, I, maybe with a landlord who I just shelled their corn, me and that person will talk about it. Yeah. Um, and now if that landlord tells somebody and that person comes back to me and says, well, I heard you raised 240 bushel corn over mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I might smile and be like, well, that's pretty damn good corn, ain't it? <laughs> you know, I don't tell so them for sure that you, I did. Yeah. I think that's, I don't, that's, yeah. and that's kind of like people that go around talking about their money all the time. Yeah. Look how much money I'm freaking rich. <laughs> There's, it's like, there's no tact you? in that. Yeah. No. And we all know those people. We all have those people yeah. somewhere in our lives. There's zero class in doing that. <laughs> zero. But they, but they have to go around and let you know how rich they are. Yeah. Obviously, because they have some sort of insecurity somewhere in their body. They've got to let you know. That's right. Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. Uh-uh. That is just a turn off as a, as a friend or as anything. Like, it's just a... Bleh. But yeah, th- there's what I think about government subsidies. Get rid of them and put all we farmers on a level playing field and see who wins. I think that's a great idea. I think that because I can tell you right now, I promise yeah. you right now, the guy that farms ten thousand acres might make more money than me as a whole, uh-huh. but per acre, I kick his ass. Yeah. Wow. Now that's just me being confident. I kick his ass. I raise good crops on the acres that I farm mm-hmm. because I don't have. I'm not farming by the calendar. Mm-hmm. I'm farming by the conditions. When the conditions are right, I go like hell. Mm-hmm. As to where the ten thousand acre guy goes, oh my god, it's April fifteenth, and I haven't even got the corn planter out of the shed because it's, it's just it's it's getting too late now. Yeah, I got to get going. I got to get going. So what do they do? They start pushing the issue, working their ground wet, not doing a good job, mm-hmm. and go for it. Go do it. That's my opinion. Okay. Now, I'm not saying I'm the best farmer in the world, people. Now, don't think that. Yes, you are. No, there's somebody that's better <laughs> out there than me. I, I, there's farmers around here that I really admire the job they do. Uh-huh. And you know what? They're never the first guys in the field, and they're never the first guys done. But they always have tremendous-looking crops throughout the year. There's something to be said about that. You know, there's not a whole lot of farmer. I would say that there's some farmers that listen to this, but there's not a whole lot of, like, commercial farmers that are listening maybe so you know whenever you say first in the field and first one out or last one done or whatever that's a dick measuring contest (laughs) it is let's throw it out there okay it's what it is (laughs) okay it's a coffee shop farmer it's the guy that goes to the coffee shop at five o'clock in the morning gets his cup of coffee on april the 8th and yeah we got the planter out yesterday we got about 80 put in the ground yeah and i'm sitting here 
it's just barely dry enough for me to be on a backhoe driving around fields, knocking limbs down. Uh huh. You know, I'm making ruts with my backhoe, just trying to push trees out of the way. And then, yeah, I got 80 acres in the ground right now. We're going to try to get another 120 this afternoon. Yeah. It's like, congratulations. So He's putting his planter out about the time I'm pulling mine out of the shed. Yeah. To, to each their own, though. I mean, I'm glad those people do that because they're not raising near as good of crops. They can't be, <laughs> which that's less supply. I love your confidence. And it's not like you're being a jerk about it. No, but it that's just, less supply. Yeah. Less supply with equal demand. Prices go up. Thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Isn't that funny? It is. We it did is. not plan on talking about that. We didn't. I love it whenever the conversation are, goes like this. Men are going to be men, and they're always going to be measuring how big things are. Uh, to a certain how, extent, how great you're exactly are. right. No, it's everything. Everything. Oh, All, always. So, that's just, you never get out of being 15 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and you stupid women keep marrying us, don't yeah. you? <laughs> Call me stupid one more time, see what happens. Okay. You ain't getting supper tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Probably I'm not. I'm kidding. Moving on. Moving on. Did you hear about the, the uh, Freedom Convoy in Canada got over with, didn't it? Uh, yeah. What happened there? Well, they just, uh, you know, tyranny sank in for Trudeau. Trudeau used force. When, yeah. You know, what is also... I thought about this. It's interesting that these surrounding cities um, that had the the their roads blocked off, the surrounding cities lifted their vaccine mandates saying, okay, we're not doing this anymore for our town, our town ship, you know, from the U.S. to Canada. And Trudeau's the only one who like stood firm and said, yeah, we're still going to do the vaccine mandates and I'm bringing all these horses in to trample all these people. And that's what happened. Did mm -hmm. you see some of those videos of the mm -hmm. horses absolutely it's terrible. trampling peaceful, peaceful protesters? Yeah, it's disgusting. It was so, awful. Because they brought in jumpy houses for children. and So then supposedly this uh, freedom convoy has led to the quote unquote people's convoy here in America. And there was two... Uh, two sections of that. One section, I think, is on the road right now. They started in California, and they're moving east towards Washington, D.C. The other one started yesterday and uh, ended yesterday. <laughs> I haven't heard anything about this. Like, I have no confirmation of what you're saying. So, the the one that started yesterday started in Pennsylvania, and the guy that started this was, his name is Bob Bolas. And uh, he's the guy that went... He'd been interviewed earlier this week and said, we're going to Washington, D.C., and we're going to shut stuff down. We're going to surround D.C. and uh, choke it off like a boa constrictor. Okay. Like, they weren't going to go into D.C. proper. They were going to plug all the roads going into D.C. Okay. So, he, I guess yesterday, is it yesterday or two days ago? It's two days ago. He uh, got in a semi. He was the only semi in the convoy and just a handful of personal vehicles. I guess they... Made it to Washington, D.C. <laughs> Thought, well, we ain't going to do much here. Turn around and went home. What do you mean they're not going to do much here? Like, they just, they just sat there? One semi? What's he, I guess he could park sideways in the road. Wait a second. Because all the other ones that I've seen, like, on the Telegram pages, there's a lot more. Like, there's thousands of vehicles. Maybe in California. Headed that way now? Yeah. But okay. they didn't come out. From what the Epoch Times says, which I trust the Epoch Times when it comes to news. I don't think they're bad people. I do too. Epoch Times said there was one semi and a handful of cars. They drove from wherever they were at in Pennsylvania down to Washington, D.C. and thought, well. I can't imagine this is the real freedom convoy, though. Like, I really can't imagine. the people's convoy. The people's convoy of the U.S., whatever yeah. they call it. I just can't imagine that's the real story. So round one did not knock it out of the park. <laughs> 
don't think so. Bless their hearts. Speaking of vehicles. Yes. I saw and I heard about another story that I think is absolutely hilarious. So I guess there's this car carrying ship that's on fire in the Atlantic. Have you heard this? The, the Felicity <laughs> yes. Ace. So I know what you're getting ready to say. <laughs> it was It's in route from Germany to Rhode Island. Over 4,000 Porsches, Bentleys, nice. Audis are nice. all on here. A bunch of them are electric cars. Oh. The, $400 million worth of cars on this thing. Jeez. I mean, these are top-end cars. Okay. The ship caught on fire. The ship caught, like the ship. Where at? Do you know where? where? Uh, well. Like, was it in the boiler room or? <laughs> They said it was in a, they think it started in a cargo hold. Okay. But the problem is these electric cars caught on fire and these lithium batteries are on fire and they can't put them out. Oh no. (laughs) So to all of you that has an electric car or thinking about getting one, you better park it outside when you get home. (laughs) If it catches on fire, fire department can't put it out. I think there was a thing where Tesla's whenever they, like their batteries exploded and then like. It was bad. So people had them parked in the garages and burning their house down. Yes. That would make sense if you can't put a fire out on a lithium battery. Like, what? What do you do? So how do you put out a fire on a lithium battery? I don't know. I'm sure battery? there's a way. Mm. But, you know, okay, just imagine this huge cargo ship carrying all these vehicles. There's no fire department. Like, whenever you catch on fire out there, I don't know what the hell you do. Because <laughs> it's not like there's a fire department couple blocks down and <laughs> dial 911 and here they no. come oh gosh but i guess the, the whole crew abandoned ship of course so now this damn cargo ship is out there floating by itself on fire <laughs> one is of the, it still on fire today it is still on fire right oh now. my gosh how many days does this make it a week uh being six on days. fire six, six days, days on fire yes Six days on the road. <laughs> Six <Okay>. days in the sea. And I'm not making it home no. tonight. Well, I guess, I guess another bad. thing is, from what I've heard or read or something, uh, they can't, they don't want to throw a whole bunch of water on this fire for simple fact they're afraid they'll like knock the uh, ship off balance and perhaps sink the ship. Oh. With, you know, I guess too much water in one spot, you know, I don't know. <sighs> what? But, it's a ship. It is a shit show is what, what it is. That's exactly, it's a ship show. <laughs> but CNN, I, I, I love reading, as much as I hate CNN and MSNBC, I love reading their articles. Mm. Because at that point, you can infer what they're trying to portray to you. And this quote in this CNN article, let me read it for you. CNN reports, quote, there has been no noticeable pollution from the fire. <laughs> Unquote. <laughs> and the pictures of this ship have more damn white smoke coming out of it. <laughs> but it's not black smoke, Ryan. There's oh, a difference. Okay, so you're in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. There's no noticeable pollution coming from the fire. What, from the Pacific Ocean? Yeah, you yeah. probably wouldn't see it. Uh, <laughs> Bunch uh-huh. of idiots. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Of course there's not pollution. It's an electric car. There can't be pollution, except for when they catch on fire and you can't put them out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. I, I can't, can't either. E- I can't even. You know, I love bringing our listeners stuff that's not the mainstream stuff that we're just getting beat up with every single day. Yeah. Like we could have, I, I could have spent the whole damn program talking about Ukraine, Yuck. but I don't want to. Yuck. Why do we even have to talk about Russia and Ukraine? Well, Russia and Ukraine. Here, I'm going to talk about it real quick. I've told you my theories. I know you told, here's my, here's my, here's my <laughs> law, my fact. It's okay. not even a theory. Yeah. I don't care. Ooh, that's good. I don't give a shit yeah. if Russia goes and takes Ukraine. Ukraine is a corrupt mm-hmm. government. Mm. Burisma, the Bidens, 
Remember that? Mm-hmm. That was all Ukraine. Oh, yeah. Hunter yeah. Biden. You think Joe and Hunter don't know those people that's getting overtaken right now? Yeah. I, you know what? As a matter of fact, as much as deep in bed as what they were, I bet there's some pretty hard feelings right there right now. I don't believe anything the mainstream media is saying at all. I know that. I don't believe what they're saying. I almost think it is a, it's smoke and mirrors. Like it's not even really happening because they are pushing it so hard. It's a wall to wall coverage. It is constant. It's nonstop. What else is going on behind the scenes? I, I, I don't need know. to know. Like I, what? I don't need to know because I, I don't, I, but they they are saying, look at Russia and Ukraine. Don't look at, uh, what? Yeah, what are, I, is it China and Taiwan? Well, I think, I think President Xi in China is sitting there watching his TV with a bucket of popcorn going, how's, how's America going to react to this? Mm-hmm. And in my opinion... Because he's going to see if we would... See we if would. we're going to send troops or do anything. In yeah. my, and, and I don't think we should send troops. Not at all. Not one human being, uh, not one American human being, should should ever shed any blood over this conflict right here. Not but one. But Biden said he's going to send 7,000 over to Europe. Well, yeah, because east of Ukraine is, you know, Poland and then ultimately just all of Europe. What, I, I mean, why? I, I guess why to make sure they business? don't march any farther than Ukraine. You know where 7,000 troops should be sent is down to our southern border. Down to border. the southern border. You, it's, once again, we've had some pundits on the me- in the media want to tell us that we need to help Ukraine defend its sovereign. It's a sovereign nation. We need to help it defend its border. You know, so is Israel. Mm-hmm. Israel's a sovereign nation. Mm-hmm. Iran is always lobbing bombs over at them. Palestinians are always, you know, starting shit and trying to trying to push the lines of the boundary of where Israel ends and uh, the Palestinians take over. We're not over there defending them. As a matter of fact, every Democrat that I know, the evil people they are, say the hell with Israel and the hell with the Holy Land. But they're a sovereign nation. So I guess if there's any lesson to be learned here, at least there's some consistency so far. We're not sending troops to Israel to guard their sovereignty, mm. nor are we to Ukraine to guard their sovereignty. <laughs> yeah. I just... Uh, Did I say sovereignty? Sovereignty. That's okay. We all make mistakes. My bad. Yeah, we all make mistakes. That's okay. That's but, okay. I think that we should be paying attention to what's going on in the southern border in our own country. Me too. We can't, we can't protect our southern border. Why would we be sticking our nose somewhere else? Right. And I also think that the mainstream media, I mean, Hillary Clinton, the Bushes, the Obamas, they all put out tweets about, oh, Russia and Ukraine. Oh, pray for Ukraine. This is terrible. Well, Russia, for the people there, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I do feel bad for the people there. Sure. The people that just like but me and you, they just really live in real, Ukraine. Like the fact that these people are actually pushing it makes me think, okay, what's actually really going on? Because if they're pushing our attention to them and these people are evil people, like the, the Clintons and the Obamas and the Bushes, I, I, there's something else that's got to be going on. Because if they're saying, look over here, like... <laughs> Well, it, where else should we be me. looking? And another thing, George Soros has backed Zelensky big time. Mm. The, the same George Soros that backed here in America, the Antifa riots, the BLM right, you know, mm-hmm. the guy that funded all those. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah. George Soros, the same guy that has uh, funded many of the caravans that start in Guatemala and march their asses all the way up to the Rio Grande and mm-hmm. come into America. What's the point of bringing all these people to the U.S. Votes. The southern bo- Votes. What? Votes. I know this, but tell, like, why, what's the point? Why should we care about the southern border and illegal Im- immigrants? Well, number one, look how many drugs come across the southern border. Like the fentanyl that's killing the kids? Crack. Yeah. I mean, Hunter Biden gets his crack from somewhere, and I could just about guarantee you it's not being made in mass quantities in America. Yeah. Well, look at meth. Used to be meth was made right here in Wabash County. Mm. 
in a cooler underneath a bridge with some anhydrous and some Sudafed tablets and lithium strips out of Energizer batteries. Okay. Man, I know a lot about making meth for a guy that's never made it. <laughs> lithium I, batteries, like the ones that don't, you can't put them out with water. You have to put them yeah, out with water. Yeah, those, those batteries. <laughs> okay. Hope they don't catch on fire underneath that bridge. <laughs> uh, uh, we all be high on meth. But now where does the meth come from? It I comes from Mexico. Uh-huh. Do you know I-40 and I-57 are two of the yes. biggest drug trafficking routes in the United States? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, this is why we need secure borders. And then, like I just said, votes. Mm-hmm. The, way the, the way Soros is thinking about this is every one of these migrants that come across, he can manipulate. I helped you get into America. And the, and the, and the Democrats that are in these big cities... They are against the voter ID. So don't for one second think that, well, we can't really ask for voter ID because, you know, the African-American population, they can't get IDs, which that's just a bunch that's of BS. That's bullshit. It's what do you mean? Bunch, that's just a bunch of BS. So if, if you don't require voter IDs, like in Illinois, we go in, they don't ask for our our ID in the bigger cities. Like it makes a difference. Well, this is a reason for sanctuary cities. They don't have to prove cities. who they are. Chicago Sanctuary City. Why? They want those people up there. Why? Hey, mm-hmm. we got you here. We're the Democrats. You're going to vote, vote for, for us. us. Yeah, you are going to vote for us. So, and these George Soros Democrats that are in place, they are not going to prosecute anyone who has actually committed voter fraud. And so. I also contend it's very fortunate for conservatives like me and unfortunate for liberals, but they're trying to change it quickly, that the Rio Grande is the border between Texas and Mexico. Okay? Mm. Texas is solid red, but they're going to try to flip it. And these Democrats aren't stupid. They know if they can ever flip Texas. They'll have the U.S. They'll have the U.S. Yeah. The, the Republicans will never win again. Yeah. So a lot of these, I mean, Austin, Texas, the liberal bastion of shit that it is. Yeah. They they love these migrants. Mm. And they love the Californiaites that are moving there, which always gets me. These people from California move out of California because of the crap that they got to put up with. The yeah. liberal crap uh-huh. and what do they do they bring it to austin bring That's it to what texas to colorado exactly you know i i mean how is florida not flipping it's such a free state. I don't. I, I, that's what I want to know. It's, they, I think every year it gets a little more red. Now, granted, it's it's balanced. It's pretty balanced. But I think every year it gets a little more red. Yeah. What's the difference between Florida and and what that's are they? A great point. What are they getting? Well, I mean, I know a lot of people that end up in Florida are originally from New York, especially New York City. Okay. Who are just getting taxed to death, lawlessness running everywhere, and they just want to get the hell out. Hmm. So they're ending up. And maybe there are a bunch of conservatives that live in New York. It's like, I'm outnumbered here. My vote will never count. I'm going to go someplace where it will. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But we have family that lives down in Florida that just moved there for a career. You know, a job was offered down there. They went down there and moved. Yes. You know? Yes. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. A lot of people move into Florida. It's a free state. Yeah. The freest of the free. Tennessee's great, too. Yeah. 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 South Dakota's a good state. Yeah. Christy Nolan pretty much rocks. Iowa. It's a good state. Yeah, I don't ever. I don't ever think they. I don't think that they put masks on their kids ever. They uh, never mandated the masks. Besides three counties, Illinois is a good state. <laughs> That's true. That's I mean, a good point too. You know, yeah. regarding uh, finishing up some of this Ukraine stuff and and the effects that it's having on the market, not necessarily the actual fight itself, but the effects it's having. You know, the energy market's going nuts right now about it. Now, oil did get up to $100 a barrel. It retreated back to like 93 yesterday. As a matter of fact, last time I checked this morning, it was down a little bit, maybe 91 or $92. Mm-hmm. 
Everybody's worried, though, the long-term effects of this is going to be oil prices rising, which is a legitimate concern. But you know what? The great thing is Biden has the opportunity right now to open up the keystone, to open up the keystone, to lift moratoriums on fracking and drilling on federal grounds. He can he can do stuff right now that will help get us back on track to being energy independent. He has that power. You want him to get a whole bunch of popularity quickly? He ain't going to do it. Do those things. He ain't going to do it. Uh Uh-uh. Instead, now, he's probably in the Oval Office. He's taking a nap. He's not in the Oval Office. Okay, wherever he's at. (laughs) He's probably bawling in the corner about a ship that's floating by itself out in the Atlantic Ocean with a bunch of electric cars on it that's burning. (laughs) That the Green New Deal paid for. (laughs) That's about right. (laughs) That's what he's doing. He's crying in the corner. Subsidized electric cars. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Jeez. And you know what? Another thing that we we need to think about this, and you can look at the openthebooks.com or the app or whatever it is called, and like figure out how many subsidies we were talking about the uh, usda farmer there was a guy in chicago and he lived in urban chicago he got over three hundred thousand dollars because of his farm ground oh yeah there's a bunch (laughs) of people like that zero farm ground okay but he applied for it and they just gave it to him well the bush family not the bush president family the anheuser bush people okay. the bush family yeah they've got a shitload of money from the usda because they own farm ground okay jeff gordon former nascar great oh. he owns a bunch of farm ground he was really high on the list of how many federal subsidies he's got for really farm. yeah there's the, the the names that are getting money from the usda like, they're not wh- just ryan peter farms why do billionaires need subsidies because they're entitled to them they are not they are too according to the law they are you own an acre we don't care if you're jeff gordon or whether you're ryan peter you are entitled to 30 for that acre oh my gosh no i don't i don't agree with this at all i don't agree with it oh, neither Mm-mm. do i Mm-mm. and you know and you think i can compete with <sighs> jeff gordon farms <laughs> no is that really <laughs> that's not really a place is i'm it? sure he has a farmer but if he wanted to farm there'd be a guy that could probably yeah. buy a pretty nice lineup of equipment and get going oh gosh <laughs> you know what i'm excited about what's that <laughs> truth social it just got released and i'm on the waiting list and i am like i'm I'm on the waiting list. I'm like 179,000 on the waiting list. Yeah. I signed up for True Social as well. I'm like 470 some odd thousand. Do you know what True Social is? Yeah, it's Donald Trump's new uh, social media platform. Yeah, Devin Nunez is the or Nunez is the CEO of it. So he's running the platform. Cash Patel's in on it. It's all it, I mean, if you guys don't know who these people are, big time Trump like America first people and um, true social is a platform that supposedly you're not supposed to get censored on. If you, you know, anything that YouTube and uh, uh, Twitter and Facebook have censored or blocked people and suspended accounts indefinitely, you're not supposed to be, that's not supposed to happen on true social. So truth is supposed to be shared and I'm excited to get on it for my number to decrease and, but it's not decreasing. My, my account is just sitting there. No. Yeah, so is mine. <laughs> it's just sitting there. I got my notifications so. turned on whenever my account gets activated. Yeah. They're going to send me notifications. and I'll be bushels and barrels on there. I just keep checking it. I keep checking it. You do? I do. Okay. Just to see if my no- number keeps going yeah. or, or goes anywhere at all. Um, so, you know, the whole social media thing. Let's talk about gossip for a second. Gossip on social media is a joke. People used to do it all over the time. They would spew all of their yuck on Facebook. And there's still what people mean, like that do that. like dirty laundry? Yes. Oh, I know. 
And I'm not on Facebook, but back when I was, some of the stuff that people would put on there. Like, like you, can you think of anything hell? like specifically or? Uh, yeah, like uh, got my AIDS test results back. <laughs> It's like, why are you, why in the hell are you sharing? Surely not. But that's for real. Like we have, so social media back in, what was it? 2006, 2007, when Facebook became a thing. Um, MySpace was, was before that. It is just turned into a self-serving, like my opinion matters only because I say so. It's awful. <laughs> Like, and you have to see the picture of my dinner because it matters. Okay. You okay, know, okay. pictures pictures of food. I'm sorry to interrupt food. you. Just, what? You just asked, like, can you give me an example of something that somebody <laughs> shared that you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. This has probably been 15 years ago. I can't uh -oh. even remember who this woman is. She's maybe a few years younger than me. <laughs> I guess... <laughs> Her, her post was something along the lines of, uh, just got back from the doctor. It's nothing serious. Doctor said it's just a bad yeast infection. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh. What the hell? Why would somebody do that? Oh, they yeah. do it. Oh, my gosh. No. Mm -mm. Oh, okay. Well, hell, I guess mine was just a bad, ep bad episode of a jock itch. Oh, gosh. I think that's what a Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and all those guys had Super Bowl. <laughs> Grabbing themselves Grabbing themselves. It's just a it's bad disgusting. case of jock itch. Oh, <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> there were some conspiracies coming around about those people dressed up that were dancers. Yeah. Like, they were all prisoners, supposed. What? I know. Yeah. It's just no a, way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, getting back to talking about gossip, um, I want I want to just let everybody know that it, it is important to forgive people that talk about you, that talk bad about you in a small town like we live in. Like there there's no telling what what goes on around about you. I mean, you had a, a bad business partner a while back and and there are lots of there's lots of bad gossip going on around about you and um just that that you were a bad guy <laughs> so well that happens whenever, to everybody yeah yeah but i'm just saying that it's important for all of us to forgive people sure that have done this stuff because even, it's, even if even if you'll never speak to the person again mm -hmm. it it, mm -hmm. it it does good for your own heart to just forgive somebody and and give the problem to god Mm -hmm. And that's a hard thing to do, especially if somebody has really, really broke it off in your ass. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it, is. it is the best thing for your own conscience. Well, and I think it affects us physically. If we it hang, does. If we hang on to things that just aggravate us and that, you know, you just, that person just really gets under your skin and you allow them to get under your skin. High and blood you just, pressure. Yeah, high blood pressure, stress, anxiety, all mm -hmm. of it. I think it just really becomes a part of you if you don't let it go. Yeah. Um, so... I think social media and society have turned us into these self-serving, you know, we serve ourselves. It's whatever makes us feel happy, not, not whatever God wants for us for our life or, um, Stuart actually sent me a, a sermon one time and you know who Stuart is. He's Red a, power he's, he's a fellow TikToker and yep. he sent me this sermon and, and, um, this preacher goes on. He said, if you can finish the sentence, we've got it all wrong. So here's the sentence. You have to love yourself before, and you finish the sentence. I got a feeling what the preacher was expecting me to say would what? be, you, you have to love yourself. Okay, say that again. You, 
you have to love your society right now is telling us you have to love yourself before you can love anyone else. Yeah, that's not true. That's not true. It's not true. Not at all. So his point in the sermon was you have to know your identity in Christ and who you are through him before truly loving anyone else. Yeah. So, and I believe that because if you, (laughs) if going back to the self-serving society that we've, that social media has created, um, if you only love yourself, like there, there's no. Isn't that called narcissism? <laughs> I think so. I mean, yeah. if, if a person that thinks that they're the only person in the room whenever there's a thousand other people in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a narcissist. Yeah. That's yeah. self-serving. But also you have all these influencers and these young children trying to become influencers in the next, you know, new rave or whatever. We've been trained and programmed through these social media apps and everything to only love yourself before doing anything else. And it's misguided love. We should be, you know, love is an action. It's not just an emotion, not just a feeling. It's an action. So um, I would I would encourage maybe you just, to, maybe it's just a little bit thought-provoking there. You know what gets me? What? Is you just said something about influencers. Yes. And how important some people, and this goes all throughout the age demographic. Mm-hmm. You know, how important some people think it is to be popular on social media. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I don't put any stock in it. I, I don't. It doesn't pay any of my bills. No. I just get on there and be stupid, be funny, and be real all at the same time. I mean, let me just say, in my self-serving part of me. Serve yourself. Yes. I want to. I want to get the bags that these girls have. Like, I love these bags. They're beautiful. But I'm not going to pay for them. (laughs) Well, sorry. (laughs) And I'm not going to spend the time to go out and actually, like, promote a brand or something that I absolutely don't believe in. So, Well, here's where I'm going with what I was getting ready to say here. Okay. We were at Louisville, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I was hanging out with one of my good, good friends down there. I'm going to leave names out of this. Okay. There's this girl who was not at Louisville who is very, very prominent on TikTok. Okay. She's got, like... Almost a million followers. Okay. Okay. Very, very famous on the TikTok platform. Sure. This girl was following my buddy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, this girl quit following my buddy. Mm -hmm. My buddy didn't even know. He's like, oh, okay. The the reason he found out is because there was another person that came up to my buddy and said, hey, uh, this lady quit following you. (laughs) And my buddy looked at him. He's like, oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's no big deal. Yeah. Dude, she's got like almost a million followers. You want her following you. Why? Well, why? It's no big deal. Yeah. I, I, it's, yeah. But I mean, people get hung up on that. They really do. I don't understand that. I don't understand. I'm too busy. I'm too busy to, to worry about other people. Well, in that regard, for sure. Like, to But why do people think that people. kind of shit is so important? Does that, ex- does that give you some kind of street cred? The number of followers you have on something. It's kind of like on Facebook, from what I remember back in the day, like, granted, Facebook and TikTok are two totally different things. But, like, even on Facebook, it's like, okay, I'm going to make this post. I'm going to see how many likes I can get. Right. <laughs> and, oh, yes. my God, I recognize that this person didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Well, you're mm-hmm. assuming they saw it. Right. And then maybe they didn't see it. Maybe they did, and they just didn't think, well, that's not, okay, cool. Yeah. It's a it's a picture of your ravioli that you just made for supper. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> Why do people do that? I don't know. I don't know. Because because social media has told us, okay, this you have the possibility of going viral. And then people thrive on that. I don't know. It must be something to do with street cred. These people must think that they're getting some extra street cred by having 
X amount of followers or getting X amount of likes on Facebook or whatever. Well, maybe that's their whole purpose of being on social media or, or trying to retrieve followers or, but you I, know, get, gather yeah, them. I but know. I think there's certain people on there that like, man, I'm always shadow banned. <sighs> it's not my fault. No, your content sucks. That's the reason nobody looks at it. <laughs> case in point. Case in point. Okay. After we got done uh, at the Farm Talk get together on Friday night, Saturday morning, where did we go? We went to Zachary Taylor's uh, gravesite. Gravesite, who is your seventh great-grandpa. Yes. We think. Supposedly. From one of his (laughs) illegitimate children. Right. (laughs) We can't exactly trace the lineage, lineage, but... And I'm not turning my DNA into one of those things where they can frame me for some sort of crime that I didn't commit. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they're not going to exhume his body to get some DNA to see if you really are. Anyways, but you can can go through it. But I made that TikTok. Of us being at that cemetery. Yeah, yeah. It was a horrible TikTok. It It wasn't that good. It was boring as shit. Yeah. But I had fun doing it. Yes, you did. And you know what? I'm sure somebody that watched it, of the few people that did, probably learned something. Okay. Number one, Zachary Taylor was born at Louisville. Didn't know that. Uh Uh-huh. Didn't know his family was born there. Didn't know that was a national cemetery. Speaking of which, those national cemeteries are beautiful. It is a beautiful place. It really was. I mean, just pristine. Mm -hmm. I, I guarantee you. Any soldier that is buried in a national cemetery, their dignity stays right there. Mm-hmm. Every bit of it. Not a blade of grass that needed to be weed-eated anywhere. I mean, just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Perfectly agree. lined up headstones, no matter which way you want to look at it. Like, the, the, yeah. the dignity that is associated with one of those places is just awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, we've been going at it for a while. Is there anything else you want to cover? I have a pet peeve right now. What? I'm going on, I'm going through personally. Like I just talked about forgiveness and getting on with your life, like giving it to God and just moving on, right? When, at what point in time, I would like to know a point in time in our country when we became such wussies, you know, bringing up the, the convoy, you know, people, we, we've talked all week about this and how people said, well, the trucker's convoy or the people's convoy is going to go to Washington, D.C., and they're going to block off every road but one. And they're going to let all these other people go through. Or maybe they're just going to block one lane of traffic. And I, it, it just got me thinking, like, when did we become, like, not ready to fight for our freedom? When did this happen? Was it when social media was introduced where we became so self-serving instead of like country serving and family serving and when we weren't so considerate to other people? When when did this happen? Where was the shift in our country? Because I feel like whenever you are getting, like when you're getting ready to go through a convoy or actually make a stand, you have to be willing to like give your life for your country in order to make changes happen. Are you ready to do that? I I have things I need to do as, and, and that's a great point because I have to raise my child. That is the most important being your wife, spreading the gospel and raising my baby. Those are the most important things that I have going on. So that trumps it dying does for trump. your country. It does. Well, you're not the, you and 300 million other people are just like that. Yeah. So do I take a, do I need to take a step back and say, okay, I need to die for my country right now because, you know, my child, I am doing this for my child. I think that we are to that, we are almost to that point where people are going to have to make a decision. And I don't, uh, you don't No. Okay. No. Like Tony Reed has said many times on his podcast, and I totally agree with this. We are still way too comfortable. I I mean, you don't have an empty stomach right now and no food in the pantry. You're right. You're right. This house is warm and it's about 
28 degrees outside right now. Yeah, I Snow am. blowing. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You yeah. turn on the TV, you can watch whatever you want. Yes. You can find whatever you want. You've got a car that you can get into and drive down the road, go wherever you want. I know. See, we, know. we're not wanting for anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're taking our freedoms away. They are. And Eventually... And- They'll outlaw something that will cause a ruckus. Maybe the internal combustion engine. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, they're taking our freedoms away, but they haven't quite taken enough of them away yet. And I and I can't tell you. I don't know. You know, you said something about social media just now. Is that the problem? Um, it is a problem whenever people who are speaking up are getting censored. Yes, that's a problem. The other thing, though, is. We live right now in a society where the first generation of kids who are now in their mid-20s, the first generation of everyone gets a trophy. Are coming out into the workforce. They're coming out in the real world. Yeah. So this is the reason, you know, like maybe they are getting upset that they don't have as many TikTok followers or didn't get that many likes. Well, whenever I played YMCA basketball, I we always won. I never lost. I always got a trophy. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the reason. I that could very well be part of the reason that Antifa and BLM has went so nuts is the fact they're just used to winning. They're used to winning everything. And now they see some injustice, which some of it, they're right. That George Floyd thing, those those cops were wrong. They killed that I man. I don't think that we'll ever know the real, I don't think we'll ever know the truth about that. Okay, that and is those, just one instance though. By, there is some injustice, but these the people way, have to get used to, there is injustice in the world. Life is not fair. That's true. And just because it's not fair doesn't mean that you go tear the hell out of somebody's stuff. You don't go burn down a restaurant in town or smash and grab robbery. Life is just not fair. If you want it to be fair, do something about it that's productive. But I don't understand. So these this trucker convoy can go on and then they, they turn around or whatever. But, you know, BLM makes a difference and then they get what they want. They get out of jail. They, they don't get charged. They, they do whatever. And then the, the people who are actually standing for freedom saying enough is enough. Like that's, that's the ruling class. You know, the people that were burning down Portland, people that were burning down Minneapolis, Kenosha, those are all Democrat voters. Don't let anybody fool you. So when a Democrat is in charge of the media, which for the most part, that's who's in charge of the media, they're not going to say anything. They're going to watch it happen and say, yes, these people, they do have grievances and their grievances deserve to be heard. So we'll give them a pass for burning down car lots. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with it either, but that's what happens. I think it's totally wrong what these people do. And then the way they tried to demonize and vilify Kyle Rittenhouse for defending himself and defending (laughs) his neighbor's property. And shooting somebody that was trying to kill him. Yeah. I mean, this is how backwards it all is. It's so backwards. (sighs) Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm good. All right. Well, I think we're going to call it a day then. So we're going to get out of here. You guys have a great weekend. Make sure to forgive your enemies. Forgive your enemies. Let let not your heart be troubled. (laughs) Give God those problems. Yes. Leah Thomas is still a boy. Still a boy. You were born an American. Don't forget to be one. Guys, it's been great to hang out with you. We will see you next Friday. Adios. Adios.